Well, it's a very warm welcome to Greg McDonald, who's the Director for Systems Engineering at Dell Technologies. Uh, Greg, how's it going? It's really good to see you. I mean, you and I have had these chats over the last uh, you know, year, um, and it's been very interesting to watch the digital transformation that's been taking place. I mean, yeah. you and I started having these chats as the lockdown started. We're a year okay. in and businesses are continually to transform. And this digital transformation index of 2000 that uh, you guys have been involved in for South Africa yeah. has been absolutely fascinating. Um, firstly, can we, uh, firstly, how are you doing during the lockdown and uh, are you still working remotely? I would imagine you still are. I am, and welcome to our, our audience today as well, Aki. So it's certainly great to see you again, and uh, lovely to see your background. Looks like you're in the middle of a jungle there, so great to see the scenery is uh, kind of uh, first rate there. So nice, uh, nice home setup. It's, it's, my the, side, closest, it's the closest I'm going to get to a tropical getaway. Awesome, man. I love that. And with the lack of traveling these days, it's even better to feel like you're in the home whilst you're in the jungle at the same time. I love that analogy, Aki. Uh, okay. And welcome to all our guests. Well, I've been doing great. Thanks for asking, Hakeem. We've had a great uh, sort of start to the year. Looks like business is starting to return a little bit to normal after the, the chaos that was last year. Uh, and I'm really excited to share with you the digital transformation index and the findings that our organization has uh, prepared for you today through a study that we've done globally. Well, I want to talk about the study. I mean, it's it's a fascinating study. Now, what was the purpose and and the methodology methodology of this research? How did you guys go about uh, getting the research done? So we partnered with a company called Vanson Born out of the UK. This is a specialist research firm, and they've done the survey with us over a couple of years. The first time we ran the survey was in 2016. Then we ran it again in 2018, and we've run it recently in 2020. What's really quite interesting is that South African data from South African customers was included in the 2018 data point study, as well as the 2020. So we've got some references to think about a 2018 kind of before the COVID situation arrived and then a 2020, December 2020, post-COVID situation arrived as well. So we've got some good data points to talk about. Overall, 4,300 global customers responded to the survey and 200 customers here in South Africa responded to the survey. And they were finance people, sales, R&D research, you know, customer services, all types and profiles of customers really spent the time to respond to our survey across multiple types of industries, automotive, across to retail, through to life sciences, insurance, and even typical public sector or private healthcare type of as well. So we've got a broad spectrum of customers who've responded to it. And what's really nice is that there's South African data attached to it as well. That for me oh, is, the, is a good book. No, that's absolutely awesome. And now I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you about this research because I guess from 2018, everybody was sailing along. Nobody saw COVID-19 coming. Uh, and guess what? Um, you know, 2020 was the year that uh, people had to just hit that button, uh, you know, that button and literally digitally transform. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing the results with you. Um, uh, tell me about the digital transformation curves that you saw and, and, and just generally about those digital transformation curves. Yeah, no, good good story there, Aki, as well. I, Funny enough, I went to a Dell sales event in Las Vegas in February last year, just before the pandemic sort of started. And I remember sitting in the audience there, listening to our executives speak about COVID and don't touch and social distancing. And they were touching elbows instead of shaking hands. And 
wearing a face mask, for example, and they handed out face masks. And I remember coming back to South Africa, talking to my wife about, hey, these guys in America are talking about this thing called COVID. Well, in reality, we were just a little bit early for South Africa and we started to see the country sort of locked down in the March time period. So what a fascinating time to be alive and what a fascinating time to be involved with businesses like Dell who produce this digital transformation index. Now, when you speak about curves, what is quite nice is that we've got this data plotted out in 2016 through 2018 through 2020, and we've got a South African version of it. When I speak about curves, what I'm speaking about is where do customers fit on the stages of digital transformation? And there are five stages to talk about here, Aki. The first one is what we call digital laggards. These are customers who have no digital plans whatsoever, very limited initiatives, and almost little to no investments in place to talk about digital transformation. Next up, we talk about digital followers. Digital followers have a little bit more investment, but they're kind of a little bit behind. Then we talk about digital evaluators. These are customers who are gradually embracing digital transformation and putting good plans in for the future. We talk about digital adopters being the fourth type, and here they have mature digital plans. And then we have what we call digital leaders. These are organizations where digital transformation is deeply ingrained into the DNA of the business. And we look at the data for South Africa, it follows a typical hourglass. So South African customers, about 4% of them are in the laggards space, about 11% are in the follower space, but we're really quite supportive. And what how South African customers line to global customers is that if you take the digital evaluators and digital adopters, roughly about 35% of South African customers are in the evaluator space and another 43%. So the biggest part, more than 75% of the customers are in this evaluator slash adopter space. What that means is that plans for digital transformation in some customers are actually pretty mature and are actually seeing second or third round investments being put in place to help drive digital adoption and digital transformation in organizations. But like everything, not all customers are in the digital leader space. Only about 8% sit in the leader space, I Okay. Um, so, Greg, I mean, that's that's great news. I mean, when you when you talk about that, I mean, South Africa is not far behind the curve globally. In fact, we're right up there with with where the the trends are progressing globally. And I guess the last few years have been really good for us because we've built up the kind of infrastructure. And, um, you know, many companies have modernized a lot of their digital infrastructure as well. We've got more higher speed connectivity, which is which is great news that we're on that right trajectory globally. Because, I mean, if you don't transform digitally, you're just not going to survive in this modern world that we're living in. Talking about successful digital businesses, what does a successful digital business look in your eye, in your eyes and Dell's eyes? Yeah, good question there, Aki. I think concepts of digital transformation are used across the industry. You know, I attend many corporate events from many vendors and across the industry itself. And many customers and partners, as well as vendors like us, talk about digital transformation. It's a very overused word in the industry as well. But when you bring data that's supported through our research, it actually shows what's going on with customers here in South Africa. That's where it becomes quite powerful. And when you talk about the attributes of a digital business, this is the ability to talk about how do we help businesses spot new opportunities? How do they look for new revenue streams, for example? How do they innovate with new products using modern technologies like agile, software, et cetera, et cetera? How can they build trust with their customer base? How can they be transparent in terms of 
the way they do business or the accounting standards or how they prepare the business in front of the customers. And then finally, the most important one, how can they help build very customized experiences around how users or end customers engage with them, for example. Everybody's looking for a very personal experience. And I think that drive or customer experience is at the heart of an attribute of digital transformation. But the biggest one, actually, certainly for me, is the ability to always operate on 24 by 7 and in real time. That certainly is a big foundation and a big characteristic of what we call a digital business. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that last point is so important because you can't afford to have any kind of delayed reaction to anything. You know, uh, in, 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 you know today in hours and minutes, um, never mind days, things just change so rapidly around us. When you look at these businesses and you look at this transformation and, and if you look at organizations transforming to succeed as digital businesses, um, how, how do these organizations uh, transform to succeed in this environment that you've been talking about? I imagine the cloud is playing a massive role in this as well, Greg. It certainly is, but it's not the only part that plays a significant role. You know, there's a lot of alignment of South African customers to global standards, which says that the adoption of technology is done so in a clever and smart way. And if you think about South Africa in the years before us, we were often very delayed with access to technologies. Now what we're seeing in South Africa is literally on the doorstep of technology at global adoption, or even potentially some of the firsts in its industry associated with digital transformation and global technology adoption. Now, when you talk about strategies for customers who are looking for successful digital transformation, they're looking to make data or make decisions in real time. And obviously, you need access to data. So data is a very important skill and attribute to have. They also need to look about prioritizing sustainable technology. That's a good one for digital transformation. How do we get access to technology? How can we source it strategically? Are we mindful of the cost of the technology and the disposal of the technology once it's ended its useful life as well? And then when it comes to modern software development standards, these words like DevSecOps or CICD are quite popular in the software development landscape. And this is where you bring the developers, the operations staff, and the security teams together to help build a practice of software development using modern technology standards like containers, like the CICD pipelines, for example. But really the key part is making sure that you can translate strategy that comes out of the C-suite or the C-level in the customer down to specific use cases and take those use cases on a journey through the business that can show returns that are, in, are valuable, show returns that can steer the ship through the COVID storms, for example, open up new registry, bring on new customer bases, for example. These are all good digital transformation strategies, which we talk to customers about. And certainly think that many of them are adopted here in South Africa as well from the data that we see. Yeah, it's very interesting. And you look at some of those, uh, you know, uh, examples that you used over there, really valid ones. And I think that organizations, what I'm reading there is that you really need to look deep into your organization, where you can modernize and where you can optimize and where you can bring that agility into your organization. Because as you said earlier, it's all about speed and agility and it's 24-7. Yeah. And I guess, you know, this comes with its own challenges. You know, what are those barriers uh, to, to success? There must be in the South African market. I think that, we, yes, we have many of the technologies around us available to us uh, that other markets have, but we do have a different, uh, you know, a different backdrop to the rest of the world. So what are those challenges that could be uh, barriers to the success? 
Yeah, I, I think the barriers to success are certainly the, the challenge for most customers to think about. And if we look at the data from 2018 compared to the data from 2020, what we're seeing in 2018, they were highlighting lack of skills and lack of budget or lack of, lack of resources as mm. one of the key areas. We're also talking about things like data privacy and security as part of some of the real challenges that the organizations that when we assessed in 2018, what they were speaking about. Fast forward to 2020, and there's nothing like a COVID pandemic to usher in digital transformation for organizations because they acknowledge that we're all working from home. Your customer that used to walk into a brick and mortar store is potentially now shopping online. Education has changed massively. More people are okay with delivering education in a remote or virtual type setting. And so when you do a 2018 comparison to a 2020 comparison, much of those challenges that we faced in 2018 are slightly different or are no longer a priority in the 2020. In 2020, for example, when we ran the assessment, what we were seeing is that still budget and skills are some of the biggest challenges for corporate organizations. When I speak about budget, don't forget that putting money aside for digital transformations must be a mandate for the, the corporate, the organization itself. But one challenge that we've always faced here in South Africa is the skills shortage certainly in the technology particular space, the kind of stuff that you and I sort of do on a greater basis here. Yeah. How do we make sure that we can ramp up the volume of students coming through university in the STEM sort of side of things? We talk about science, technology, engineering, and math, those typical STEM type uh, skills, because those are the kind of skills that are vital for organizations to help drive digital transformation strategies in the world today and going forward. And I think that corporate organizations public and private and government have got a significant role to play to continue to drive STEM type course curriculum for all students across our junior, senior and secondary sort of schools as well. Added to that, finding the right technology, Akia, I think this is also the key point, you know, and how do we make sure that we can map the technology to help business operate is certainly some of the challenges that corporates are talking to us about. And so when we take the budget, we take the skills and the mapping of technology, those three kind of key things, those are what we're seeing from a South African assessment are the traditional barriers to digital progress in terms of the comparison and the latest data in 2020. It's frightening that we're still talking about skills in 2021. I mean, uh, skills have been spoken about for the last decade, and I'm afraid we're not making much dent into finding skilled people in this uh, particular sector. The technologies are becoming a lot more sophisticated. And, um, and I guess with the digital transformation, we are not necessarily keeping up with the skills needed to, to move with that change that's happening, which is uh, quite scary uh, the way you've actually put it, Greg. But um, when you look at businesses and you look at this digital transformation, are businesses uh, facing massive pressure to transform? Oh, certainly. And you add the COVID pandemic into it, Aki, the, 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 the pressure faced on business to transform is even greater than our than pre-COVID sort of time periods, for example. And many organizations are now saying, what kind of money can we put aside to drive digital transformation programs? How mature are these digital transformation programs? Can we move the programmers through the streams of development and maturity in our organizations? And can we move from the first project to the second, third, fourth inside our organization? And when it talks to some of the typical type of uh, programs that need to be accelerated here, Aki, things like cybersecurity, mm. things like 
home, you know, remote working capabilities are all kind of key topics that come to mind. You know, the customer experience and delivering digital experiences in unique kind of ways for online consumers. You know, I think about my own sort of mobile phone, for example, and the sort of experiences that I face, whether they be banking, whether they be educational, whether they be sort of entertainment or, or other, for example. Those are the kind of experiences that organizations are kind of grappling with today in terms of where do they spend the money? How do they spend the money on as well? And then further down the list, I can we talk about things like using data in a digital kind of way. How do we make sure that we can transform the services and the way consumption is, is, is had today? This is the buying cycle. Is it straight cash transactions? Is it paying it off over a specific period of time? What kind of interest rate? Is there transparency in that particular process, for example? And then finally, some of the most exciting stuff is sort of uh, edge locations and then artificial intelligence. And obviously with the edge, we're talking about significant data that's generated at the edge. And then when you apply artificial intelligence to it, we can help organizations make better decisions or the customers with their buying process make quicker and better buying decisions by potentially re recommending technology items, or recommending things to go together, giving advice on buying behaviors to our consumer base mm -hmm. as well. So all of these programs really need to be accelerated. And we need the STEM skills that we spoke about before in each of these particular areas to help drive and support businesses to really accelerate digital transformation across the business and into their own organizations as well. Fascinating stuff. I mean, uh, coming back to last year this time, uh, and I want to ask you about COVID-19 and how it impacted digital transformation. And I guess what we, d we discussed earlier, and it certainly appears in your research, I mean, the impact must have been massive. And I guess many organizations got to a point in March last year and or earlier, and they saw the, those that saw it coming and saying, listen, we, we've got to start shifting stuff very quickly because our workforces, for example, are going to be working remotely. That's going to be a challenge. And what I'm hearing from a lot of people, what seemed impossible at the beginning of March soon became possible uh, in the beginning of April. And I guess people did transform, but what kind of impact did that uh, COVID-19 have to this digital transformation? Did it just shoot up like that? Uh, to some degree it did. So, so Aki, if we think about the data before the pandemic and we look at the ability to assess what South African customers were letting their staff work remotely, the data shows us that on average about 25% of corporate organizations allowed their staff to work in a remote kind of situation. If you go and look at the global data versus South African data, the two were very aligned at about 25%. If you take the post-COVID situation where we are today, or in fact, when the, last, when the research paper was done, which was in December last year, and we say globally about 52% of customers, so it went from 25% remote, remote working to 52% remote working. South Africa wasn't far behind at 47%. So globally, it spoke about 52, locally in South Africa about 47. And this is the proportion of staff that uh, organizations allowed to work in a remote type situation. So it's just slightly behind the sort of global averages. Yes. Now, if you take your remote working as one sort of example, for example, uh, for, for instance, and you go and overlay that with the research and how customers responded to COVID-19 in a South African way, what it says is that some customers were concerned that potentially their businesses weren't transforming fast enough. You know, they weren't moving quicker, quickly enough for the digital transformation initiatives. They weren't potentially reinventing the business models for how 
business would be done post-COVID, for example. And they were trying to think to themselves, how do we optimize the customer experience and how do we seem more humanable? It's a word that you often kind of mistranslate potentially and think about for yourself. You and I are both consumers of technology today. How do we make sure that that transaction between me, the human, and the device is a bit more human relatable? You know, how do we bring in you know language translation for all the languages out there, for example? Yeah. In South Africa, eleven official languages to think about when it comes to COVID and doing business in a digital transformation world, but making the experiences more unique and more centered around the customer is a, is a huge sort of challenge as well. I think, Aki, when I look at this data in the research and we think about the survivability expectations and we're going to assess customers to say, are you worried your organization might not survive? And we look at it in a South African context versus a global context. And about 29% of organizations are saying we're probably not going to survive going forward post-COVID because we potentially are going to be irrelevant or going to be out of business because of the way we did wow. business before COVID is not potentially aligned to how it should be done after COVID. What is more important for me is that when we look at the 29% of the customers saying they're probably not going to survive, about 61% of the customers say they will survive, which is actually quite a positive statistic to talk about here, Aki. Mm. And when we talk about survival, we're talking about Potentially, whilst we might be shedding jobs potentially today and have lower revenues, we will see those things return. The jobs will return to those businesses. The revenues will return potentially in a one to three year position after the COVID pandemic has has sort of subsided as well. But 88% of the South African people that responded felt confident their organization would survive and emerge digitally stronger than ever before because they prioritized work and effort during the post uh, the COVID times, leading into the post-COVID times in terms of how their businesses must transform based on the data we spoke about before as well. Okay. That's so absolutely please. fascinating, Greg. I know you've got to run, but I need to squeeze in one more question because I'm really enjoying okay. this, uh, this conversation. When you look at the trajectory that we're at, and we know that when things settle down and uh, COVID settles down, we, you know, everyone is saying we will never go back to the way things were. People are talking hybrid yeah. environments, etc. Businesses are no, never going to go back to the way they were doing business before. Um, so are you expecting this digital transformation to move at the same pace it's been moving at over the last 12 months going forward over the next three years? I mean, what... How do you see this digital transformation index looking in two years from now? Will it be pretty much the same as what we saw over the last 12 months, or is it going to be accelerating even further? Uh, it's a great question, Aki. And if I think about you know, the curves question that you spoke about before, so it, we had the 2018 data for South Africa, and we had the 2020 data, and it showed that there were a lot more digital evaluators than there were potentially other areas. I'm really hoping that by the time we assess the stage in potentially 2022, maybe this time next year, for example, that we'd see a lot more digital adopters and digital evaluators taking up more of the curve pie than before. And if you remember my statistics, I spoke about roughly 75% of customers are in this either evaluators, adopters kind of mix. Yeah, yeah. It moves from 75 to 80, even 85. And we start to, I'd love to see a lot more organizations where digital transformation is deeply ingrained from a DNA point of view in the organization move up as well. And if you remember my percentages, we spoke about 8% as the figure. I'd love to see that go to 10, 
12, maybe even 14, 15% of customers that have digital transformation deeply ingrained. I think the fact that we know how to deal with the pandemic, we know, we understand the lockdowns, we understand the sort of vaccines are coming, for example. And I think when people start to get vaccinated and we start to see it become a standard part of our life, I think customers will say, how do we further accelerate digital transformation? What more money can we put behind digital transformation now that our staff are safe, now that the sort of pandemic has started to subside, now that the vaccines have started to increase and our customers are doing business differently, we as an organization need to respond in a different kind of way. And that for me will be the catalyst for digital transformation and ever more the reason to, to the corporates to spend more money doing digital transformation and transforming their businesses. Greg McDonald, the uh, Systems Engineering Director, Dell Technologies. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, sharing those insights with, uh, with us with that research. Um, and it, it's great that you've compared the research to previous years. And I'm really keen to see what that research is going to look like in 2022. But we're certainly on that trajectory of digital transformation, second to none, like uh, we never planned or we've never seen before. But uh, Greg McDonald from Dell Technologies, thank you for your time and thank you for joining us at the My Broadband Conference. Thank you, Aki. It's lovely to join all our guests today. Really enjoyed the time, as always, with you. You're a great host. Looking forward to seeing you in the future. Stay safe. Happy Thanks, Greg. Be well. Cheers. And we'll see you, we'll see you later. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye -bye.